0: The last three games from the trials this weekend saw the Penrith Panthers defeating the Parramatta Eels, the North Queensland Cowboys knocking over the Brisbane Broncos, and the Tigers defeating the Manly Seagulls in a pretty big win. We're going to kick off with the Penrith Panthers-Parramatta Eels game. Now, as I mentioned last podcast, I didn't get to watch all of these games, and this is probably the one I saw the least of, but I thought there was a lot of really relevant Interesting super coach stuff here. Of course, we've seen the halves swap sides. We've seen Ryan Madison and Sean Lane swapping sides as well. Um, very interesting. I, I actually really like the idea of Ryan Madison playing on the left edge. I've, I think it's got more potential for him. Uh, Dylan Brown loves going out the back though. Uh, but he, you know he did set up so many tries for Sean Lane, and I think Madison is without a doubt a better hole runner than Sean Lane. So. I think there's the potential of a lot of upside here. I would still have Angus Crichton in front of Ryan Madison. I've said that for a few weeks. And after this trial that we saw on the weekend with the Chooks and Parramatta Hills, I think you definitely have to have Angus on top of Ryan Madison for me. Um, But Matto, I think he's got a lot of upside here. I really like the idea of Dylan Brown having Ryan Madison there. Um, And obviously Mitch Moses, I think him playing a bit of left side, that opens up a lot for him as well. We saw these guys swapping over a little bit during the game. So hopefully we see... a lot of these teams start to move away from playing left and right side of the ruck. I'd love to see these two given a bit of uh, free range. I think that Mitch Moses last year, I think he averaged 45 or 50 or something in Supercoach. uh, And I mean... He was playing a very structured brand of footy. He was playing a brand of footy that didn't really suit Supercoach in any way, shape, or form, and he still scored extremely well. So if you can start to see him floating over to the left side a little bit, opening up his game a little bit, I think Mitch Moses is looking like a good bet now. I spoke about this on the weekly rubdown the other day and wasn't overly keen on it. Uh, But seeing the way that he played in this trial, the little bits that I saw, I think the rubdown boys might be onto something there. Uh, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary look sensational. Luai I was very disappointed with in the Mario. All-Stars game, but he bounced back in this one to have a really good game. Uh, did some really good things there, so interesting to see with this Penrith side, I mean you know, I've spoken about it a lot this offseason, and uh, you know the, the one thing they did show the other night against Parramatta is, is that their defence is still top notch, and that makes a huge difference. I know it doesn't mean much for super Coach, but This season moving forward, seeing them defend like that again against the Parramatta Eels, a team that can score points anywhere, uh, it's really good signs, really, really good signs. As I said, I didn't get to see a heap of this game, so I can't comment too much. I will say this to the Parramatta Eels, I mentioned the other day that without Michael Jennings, I'm really worried. and. I am really worried. The more I see of it, Opecic scored a try the other night, but uh, I think they're really going to miss Janko. The experience he brings in this back line, they're desperately going to miss it. I think what I said on the rub down the other day, watching them again, Wonga Blake and Blake Ferguson, nothing's changed there. Wonga Blake is the worst thing to happen to Fergo in a long time. He's not getting much ball. I think it makes that edge really predictable for me. Uh, the next game, I did get to see quite a bit of. The North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Brisbane, they came out of the blocks really quickly. I think they led 12-0. Uh, looked really strong. Tessie New scored a cracking try in the first minute. Um, I think this, the center that was marking him did get held up in a little bit of traffic, but the speed and the explosiveness that he showed... Through that space is really dangerous. Looks like a Tony Stags to be honest with you. So Tessie New, I think he will hold the spot in this team throughout the season. Um, there was a bit of talk last week that he didn't look great, and I must agree. Looked a little bit lost. So he's had you know one one cracker, one disappointing game. So interesting to watch, but I do think he will keep a spot in this side. I think there's too much upside for Tessie New not to be there. Um, gets through a lot of base work too, so a good one for Superco just to keep their eye on. Uh, for the Cowboys, I thought that Scott Drinkwater was sensational. Additional. Still had a couple of errors here and there, but that's got drink water. Yeah, he gets his hand on the ball. He's not afraid to take a risk. That's what I like about Drinky. Uh, when he was playing fullback, I thought he looked great. I also thought Val Holmes looked really good at fullback, too. So I would have Drinky there. Uh, but I'm, um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to get a read on what they're going to do here. One guy that I spoke about the other day is Isan Masters. I really do like him. I think he's going to have a bounce back season this year. I thought he was going to bounce back at the back end of last season. I think with Todd Payton walking in, he will understand uh, what Isan Masters can bring in attack. Defensively, there are still issues there, but I think Isan will find a spot in this side. Jake Clifford, I thought he looked pretty good at seven. Michael Morgan's just working back into his game. You can tell Michael Morgan's still a few paces off his game. He will. It's it's just match fitness that Michael Morgan needs. So he will improve as we go on. I thought Jake Clifford did look good, to be honest. You do a guy that he's obviously signed with the Newcastle Knights. He's not going to be there long term. Um, so interesting to watch what they do there. They've got so many moving pieces in this spine. Even the hooking role. I mean. Jake Granville was a guy that oh, I thought he was dead in the water. I thought he looked really good in this game. Uh, you've got Robson. You've got uh, Reuben Cotter. I didn't I didn't actually get to watch Reuben Cotter as much as I would have liked playing in the 13. I wish I would have got to see more of him. Uh, so hard for me to comment there. But from what I saw in the... Indigenous game the other day. I thought he was just so impressive. I I think he's a guy that we need to keep a serious eye on. Um, Johnny Asiata came on, played a bit of middle for the Broncos. I thought he looked good there. You've got Alex Glenn named as captain, so he will definitely start on one edge. Jordan Ricky on the other, I would assume, which you would think would mean Tavita Pangai Jr. starts at lock or Patrick Carrigan. I mean, whichever one of them plays lock and 13, I don't think their role changes all that much. I think Asiata will come on and play a role, though. Uh, for the Broncos, I'll tell you what, I was really impressed with their halves. I thought Tom did, and he had some fantastic touches. And a guy that I've been very critical of for a long time is Brodie Croft. That was the best game I've seen him play in a while from Brody Croft. So that was really impressive to see. There's a pass that he throws to Jake Turpin. Uh, where he gets the ball on the on the right right hand side of the field. He goes to the left sticks. He comes off his left foot and playing through the line, like what I spoke about earlier with Sam Walker. Throws a really good ball and puts uh Jake Turpin over. Thought he was very impressive. Jesse Arthur's pretty quiet. Uh, Isako was a big story out of this one. He was sensational. Jermaine Isako. I was talking about Reese Walsh a lot. And I've said a few times that I think Isarco's is better on the wing. I think he's a better winger than David Mead. So if they can get Reese Walsh in this side eventually, I think that would be the way to go. But right now, the way that Isako played the other night, he was electrifying. I mean, you had Drinkwater, you had Val Holmes on the field. I'm not sure if Isako wasn't the best fullback on the field. He was lethal the other night. So definitely want to keep an eye on a good little smoky for your supercoach sides there. Interesting to see how this forward pack rotates. I mean, you've got Carrigan, you've got Lodge, you've got Tevita Pangai Jr. I mean, three unbelievably, like, really fantastic uh, solid middles there. But then all of a sudden, you've got to put Payne Haas back in a couple of weeks. So I really don't know how this is going to play out, to be honest with you. I think anyone that tells you they know how it's going to play out is probably lying. Uh, Matthew Lodge has been a leader at the club for a long time. He was close to playing Origin until these injuries hit him. He's back to being fit. Pat Carrigan was the captain last year. Tevita Pango Jr. probably has the most upside out of all of them. Then you've got Payne Haas walking back in. Tom Flegger they all like. I don't. I have got no idea how this is going to line up. And then you've got Johnny Asiata, this bit of a utility guy that can come in. And he's probably the one with... Out of the five of them, he's, he's, he's probably not in the you know the top two or three of those players. But dare I say, Asiata, he might be able to bring something to this side that none of those other guys can. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Kevin Walters works this out. They had Tyson Gamble came off the bench too, a kid that I like. I thought he did well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how. Both these teams, I've got no idea what they're going to do this year, to be honest with you. They could be, they could be you know, or they could be 11-12-13-14 I honestly I find it so hard to read these two teams I like the two new coaches coming in I like that they're both coming off disappointing seasons backs are against the wall uh, you know, So many super coach, talented players in this side. I'm just not sure how they're going to line up, to be honest with you. Our last game, the West Tigers, the Manly Seagulls. Uh, I was on the weekly rubdown the other day, and Walker brought up Dane Laurie, and I agree with him. I think this guy's got huge upside. He showed what he can do the other day. He scored the first two tries against the Manly Seagulls. The West Tigers really gave it to them. I thought he was extremely impressive, as was the second row on the left edge, Luciano LeLua. Now, this is a guy that I was huge on last year. I drafted him. In my team And thought You know I've got a superstar here And Michael McGuire Turned him into Just a You know A hit him up And a make your tackle Second row Which he did a fantastic job at Don't get me wrong But I said all last year And now, I, I wrote down my Tigers' best one to 13 the other day, and I honestly had him at 13 because I want to start to see him use the ball a little bit. So to see him in this trial game start to do some flick passes, some offloads, Jesus it was exciting, and you saw the difference it made to the West Tigers. He's able to do this sort of stuff, and for me, I think watching this game against Manly, who, let's be honest here, they hardly showed up. They were pretty average there, I mean... It was, a, it was a good game for the Tigers to get some confidence out of. And I, I just – I think Michael Maguire deep down would be a little bit worried. He's got Luciano Lallua who started throwing the ball around, came up with great success. He'd have a lot of confidence off the back of that. He's got his brother next to him. So there's going to be games where they're going to throw the ball all over the place. It's not going to be overly structured, which is what Michael Maguire has always loved. So I just find this really interesting that Madge is – He's moving away from traditionally where he likes to play his footy. He's sort of putting the keys in the hands of guys that I wouldn't say they're overly reliable when they're on, they're fantastic, but geez, when they're off, it can be a nightmare and I just think it's going to take two or three games of these offloads not to work or for them to turn over a lot of ball and then not be able to back it up defensively for Maguire to have a dummy spit here, but I really like the look of Lalo. If he keeps doing this all year, if he can get three or four offloads a game, which he is more than well and truly capable of, you know, heart, you know, one or two of them will lead to a try assist every game. He's that sort of a footballer. It's why I drafted him last year. I've got good value out of him, but I was disappointed that he put a lot of his ceiling plays away. If he gets them back out this year, it could be anything, but as I said team, I don't think they have the defensive capabilities to be able to handle turning the ball over too much. So if there are games where it doesn't work for them, it could be serious Barney Rubble. Uh, Luke Brooks is a guy I spoke about on the Weekly Rubdown the other day about being a trap, and the boys sort of said to me, what are you talking about? No one's mentioned him. Look, I'm having a heap of you guys mentioning Luke Brooks to me. Uh, he's a guy that I think a lot of people think that once he's got the keys to the car, he's going to be a sensation. Look, he played really well yesterday, don't get me wrong. Uh, I do think it was a bit of a flat track against Manly. They barely got off the bus cast went down, missing Tom Trovoyovich, missing Kieran Foran, missing Daly Cherry Evans. A lot of a lot of faces missing from this side. Um, but the good thing about Luke Brooks is that he did goal kick whilst he was off the field, and then he came back on, and Luke Brooks, I believe he continued to kick. I'm just having a look at the stats here. He did kick at the back end, he, I'm not sure if Brooks was off or not. Um, so, Brooksy, there's definitely some potential there. I'm I'm still not huge on him. I don't trust that this team's going to turn it around. Yes, they put 50 points on in a trial. That's brilliant, fantastic. Um, once we get to the NRL, I think it will be a different story. Uh, but I will say this, and I, I, I've been quite negative on the West Tigers over the offseason, as you all know, so this, G they did impress me. They looked a lot better. Uh, dry track with Manly not defending overly well, though. I'm not taking a heap of confidence out of it, but this is a side that I think they showed their hand yesterday that on a good day, what they can do. So, worth watching this side. Uh, James Roberts scored a good little try. I Jake Simpkins when he came on. He looked really strong. Dwayne threw some good balls. I'm still not convinced he's a 5'8", but we'll see how that one plays out for them. My, my worry with Brooksy, as I said, I've said it a few times, is that if things start to go wrong, I think the finger's going to be pointed at him. They've got a rookie 5'8", they've got a rookie fullback, they've got two hookers that haven't played a heap of NRL a lot of pressure on Luke Brooks here, Um, you know, you've got Jock Madden breathing down the back of his neck as well so, I just think it's going to be interesting from Brooks, he's not a guy that I'd be going for Uh, Luciano Lolua, he is a guy I'd be going for, I think Matt, he earned respect off Mads last year, he probably earned the opportunity to throw the ball around a little bit this year uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I think in Supercoach, he's going to be a really good get. Same as Dane Laurie. I think there's a lot of value in this guy later. For the Manly Seagulls, look, not a heat to touch on here. Uh, you know, Josh Shuster is a guy that I've tipped to be the, uh, the, the rookie of the year this season. And, geez, he didn't let me down. He was amazing yesterday. A real... A fantastic ball player. He's one of these guys that he thinks fast, he plays slow. There's a ball that he throws to Ben Travoyvich that was just just a short ball, only threw it a metre, but it's one of those plays that's just so far above his age and the football mentality that he should have. Very impressive stuff from Josh Schuster. Uh, scored another try himself where it's like he was stepping past statues there. He was incredible. Uh, a guy that, now that Cade Cust is injured, that's a massive one. I mean, if you drafted Cade Cust thinking he was going to play nine, that's going to sting you there. Uh, they're going to need to make changes now. I don't know if Foren does go to nine. I'd be very hesitant to play Foren at nine, to be honest with you. I Just with his body and whatnot. But Josh Schuster has to be in this team somewhere. I've already said that I think he can win Rookie of the Year from Jersey 14. I think that he's going to come on in crucial moments of the game where there's going to be tired bodies around. He's going to absolutely dominate. And I think the game is moving towards that sort of a guy that you can bring off your bench and they can have more impact than ever. I remember, like, around the 2010s when... um, when Ben Barber first came on and they would bring his X Factor on and he, he would lay on or score a try just about every game, I think Josh Shuster is going to be very similar for Manly. I think he's going to be a real point of difference through the center of the game. I think he's going to be sensational. But you might see him wear the six now. And if he does, my God, super coaches, they need to be all over this kid. He's going to be an absolute superstar, a kid that I've got huge wraps on, Josh Shuster. Uh, my man to watch last year was Harry Grant. This kid, Josh Shuster, he is definitely the man to watch in the NRL in 2021